I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh yeah, the end of October has arrived. It's our Halloween episode. This is the show that gives you a haunting escape from the safe and normal world you know. It's time to focus on the things that feed your fears. Let's end our week in terror. We've decided we're going to have some fun today. We're going to share some of our favorite Halloween movies among some other Halloweeny things. But we also have to review Dune and the first episode of Lock and Key Season 2. Gozer the Gozerian. Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Are you a god? No. Then... No, let's rock it. Yeah, welcome to The Real Brian Show. It's so great to be here once again. I am The Real Brian. Thank you for joining us. Oh, Captain Influence. Hey, Captain, how are you? How are you doing? Man, I'm I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing great. It's just, uh, you know, it's a good day. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good day. It's good to be here and have some fun and... Uh, you know, yeah. I, I got I got my pumpkin in the back over there. If you can see it, just yeah, 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 yeah. There's a little guy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me uh, let me just show you this really quick. Um, if you go over there, see, that's my Halloween oh, decorations. Yeah. Oh, it's over there. I'm sorry. You know, uh, trying yeah. to communicate with Will. It's kind yeah, of interesting. How's that going? How's that going? Uh, fantastic so far. Um, okay, he's doing all right. I, yeah. What I did is I put a key in the back of my neck. Had a little oh, head yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. If you're familiar that's with the the head key, that's a thing now. Yeah. Yeah, it is a thing now. I know all the kids mm-hmm. are doing it. So. Um, anyway, it's a good, good place, man. Cool. Having a good time. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know, another day in paradise. I have no complaints. You know, it's good. It's, man. A, it's, good. it's a beautiful fall week, yeah. not just day. It's a beautiful fall week. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah. Living in paradise. Yeah. Just having a good drink and, uh, oh, what you drinking, man? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm drinking a, uh, a, a, a hot stripper chai today. Okay. So, okay. Um, All right. Was your yeah, um, so. your beautiful, wonderful, happy, uh, friendly neighborhood barista serving you today, or, or was no, it? No, that, that, that coffee shop. That coffee shop was uh, closed because they uh, did not have enough employees, um, <sighs> so they were closed for the afternoon. So I had to go to Starbucks. Um, yeah. So anyway, so it's a chai. It's a chai. It's a hot and chai. it's hot. That's good. That's I'm, okay. <laughs> so I got a couple things here. I'm drinking. That's really weird. I want to show you this first one. If you can see this. I can, yeah. It's black. It looks black. It's disgusting looking. Uh, this is what they call Munster milk, and it looks um, like Coke. It's ba- no, no. It's it's like thick, man. <laughs> this is this is like swamp. Have you ever seen Swamp Thing? Did you ever watch that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. West Craven. Man. It's from that. Uh, no, I meant the new sh- the new show. But either way. Oh no! Because they only did like what half a season or something like that. No, they did a full season, but they canceled they it before it aired, oh, okay, which was yeah. dumb. So this yeah, we stuff. Talked about that. It's a it's a cookies and cream milk, but it's got. 
Ooh. You know, it's from the, the the morning fresh dairy. It's it's really good stuff. But you know, they've got their fall season stuff and all that. So this is good. That's the first you know, thing. Milk that black. There's got to be something wrong with it. You see it the next day. I'm just going to say that much. <laughs> it um, it looks interesting later on. So this right here is a pumpkin chai that I got. It, it, look, it says pumpkin chai on it. Wow. It's oh from my gosh. Lima Coffee Roasters. You? you guys are awesome over there. So nice. Uh, yeah, this is good stuff, man. Um, let's see. Hold on. Yeah, that's good. Yep. We got some oat milk in it. Some actual awesome. real chai. It's good stuff. Good. Yeah, man. You know, I'm glad to hear. I'm just thankful you're here. Not you, Captain. Uh, the rest of cool. you. You know, I'm thankful the rest of you are here because when we get to talk to you, you get to look at us, you know, if you're actually watching the video. And if you've if never come and seen the YouTube channel yet, Go to youtube.com slash the real Brian subscribe, you know, click the bell for notifications. Otherwise, you know, YouTube won't tell you about us. That's, that's just the way it is. It's kind of weird. You know, you can like the video if you like it, or, you know, maybe we could get like a record thumbs down for the video. You know, like how many thumbs down can we get? Probably not a good idea though, because then I, I don't think that's a good thing. Actually forget that. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. Forget that. We didn't say that. Yeah. That was a bad plan. All right. So, but you know, feel free to come watch and see what's going on. And uh, you know, we get to show you our drinks. You know, if I said, I talk about this black milk drink here from the swamp, you have no idea what it looks like until I'm sitting here showing you right now. And it's, uh, it's yeah. a, quite a special drink here. Let me, let me talk about something else here because it's our Halloween episode. We wanted to get, we wanted to have some fun with some of our favorite Halloween kind of things. And we, I had, we had to talk about candy, man. Candy, not, not the candy man, candy, but man? candy, candy man's <laughs> creepy, man. Don't look at the mirror. Don't say that too candy, many times in a row. Yes, exactly. So, uh, what's your favorite candy? So do you like candy? Specifically, first of all, I, I, yeah, I love candy, but <laughs> I never don't. buy it. I never buy it Okay, because I just, I would just eat it all the time. It's kind of yeah. like ice cream. I just never buy it. So, when I was a kid, specifically for Halloween, the candy I looked forward to the most without any question was mini Snickers bars. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold, yeah. hold, hold the, the whatever, the jugular. Um, what? You know, the fun size Snickers bars, you know? That's what I meant. Yeah. How is that? Well, hold on. So there's regular Snickers. There's king size Snickers. Then there's like fun size. And then there's the little minis, which is like, you know. A quarter of a bite. Yeah. How is fun size fun when it's that small? But you like them. So you got to answer this question. No, the reason I like the fun size is because that's all we ever got. You know, once in a while you'd get to the, you'd go to the, you know, trick or treating in the rich neighborhood and, and your rando, uh, richer, if you will, would, would throw a a full size Snickers bar at you back in the day. But and of course, you know, I was trick-or-treating till I was like 14 and I had a <laughs> giant 30 gallon trash bag for my trick-or-treat bag. Yeah. And my friend, you know, and it, and it wasn't just me. I wasn't out there by myself trick-or-treating at, at 14, but uh, a bunch of us would candy. go out and trick-or-treat and we just have these huge bags full of candy at the end of the night. And I would eat like, I can't believe how much candy I ate. I can't believe how skinny I stayed for until I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. And then your body just Eating says, I candy. give up. Yeah, we're yeah. done. So that's it, man. Well, yeah. that's really cool. Well, I, I, I had to put a couple candies here because I'm a big fan of peanut butter cups and oh, me too. Abel James has a great recipe. He's been on the show before, by the way, a couple times, actually. He has a great recipe for peanut butter cups. They're healthy. I mean, healthy, right? In the sense of that you're getting <laughs> chocolate. You can do dark chocolate milk or white chocolate. Um, and then you get peanut butter and you're supposed to put a little bit of that coconut palm sugar in the peanut butter. Okay. But honestly, 
I thought it was too much. And I was telling Sarah, I'm like, oh. you could go less on the, it wasn't that sweet, but it was sweet enough that I thought, no, let's go back a little bit. Let's make it. And then, you, you know, we've got some other stuff, but it's really good. So <laughs> she made some dark chocolate peanut butter chips, which are peanut butter cups, which are fantastic. But then here's the thing. Let me show you this. She, uh, she made this white chocolate here. I'm going to see if I can. Uh, uh, okay. Do you see that? There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a white chocolate. It's got some almonds on it and it's a white yeah. chocolate peanut butter cup. But here's the problem. It came out like rock hard, almost like peanut brittle. Mm. And <laughs> what is going on with this stuff? <laughs> so she found out because we ordered some white chocolate chips, you know, and we wanted yeah. the Ghirardelli uh, and it came back with some other brand because Ghirardelli was out or something like that. And it turns out that the first ingredient of this particular brand had erythritol in it, which is a sweetener, but creates a very bizarre chemical reaction and so trying to bite into it is like oh. biting into a rock uh, which you know Wait. like a delicious limestone rock so so, yeah. so you're having you're, you're eating something with urethritol in it so is that like yes uh, is that kind of like saltpeter almost uh, I mean, something like I, I really don't even know it's a sweetener that also kills your dogs i know that much or kills animals and it and it helps bladder infections i'm assuming right uh i don't know about that one i think okay. it's urith instead of ureth so you know you oh. might be like a, a couple of you know you're, you're good but you're right. That is one of those like, <laughs> is it a urethritol kind of or urethritol? I'm pretty sure you were probably right. ERY is what I know. Um, but here's what I'm saying is that it is, it's one of those things that I don't know if I should chance my tooth, the tooth, or if I should. <laughs> so the question I'm going to ask you is, do we risk our teeth? Or do we throw the batch out and start all over? What do you think? And by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, you can comment below and say, throw the batch out. Or what about putting it in the microwave? Would that warm it up? Would that make it soft again? I don't know. Does anybody know what happens with urethritol and why it creates a rock hard concoction? What's the chemical reaction? Who's the chemist? Talk to me. Okay. Anyway, moving on. One of the other things I wanted to say here. Yes. Uh, let me, let me just do this. Re wow. Reese's uh, take five, baby. These are, mm. look at that. It's cloaked. <gasps> it's cloaked. That's so weird. Anyway, Crazy. Reese's take that. five. I don't normally get Halloween candy Not anymore. Anyway, let me say I, I used to, I don't do it anymore. This was one of those things we walked by and I said, I, I got to get one. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I got to have one. Um, it called to you. It called to me and I yeah. know that I can't eat them very often. So it's like, oh, I'll eat a couple here and there, you know, but you know, it's Halloween on Sunday. So I thought let's get some and then, you know, I'll just kind of, you know, the thing about these things, I think the shelf life is, uh, let me look at this here. Let's see two twenty seventy nine. So you got, what is this? 2021. So, you know, you got a long time <laughs> until yeah, these expire. I, won't, I don't think either of us will be alive in 2079. So yeah, yeah I'll eat them I mean, eventually just over time, you know, isn't that weird? take a cheat day. Isn't that weird to think Yeah, that candy will outlive us. I, I was lying about the date actually, you know, but I, I know I just, I, you believed me for a minute. Sorry. This I, is only good know, for a year. I didn't actually what believe a rip you, off. Why did I buy those? If it's only good truth. for a year, man. <laughs> you know, the other one I'm going to mention really quick and then I'm, I'm done. Birdie bots. I, I was really no. thinking about, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I like jelly belly, the real ones, not the birdie bots ones because, and it's not that I like the candy from them. It's more of that. It's just kind of a fun, like what's the next flavor I'm going to get, you know? Oh, that's really good. Oh, that's butter popcorn. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just fun. It's an experience. It's, so. it's fun. If the makers of the candy are not jerks and throw in 
disgusting flavors. I'm sorry. I just, that's Birdie not bots, fun. Man. That's not fun. It's not fun. One of my favorite, so yeah. one of my favorite Halloween memories is actually the episode that we did four years ago. And let's see. I the wasn't night, there. Yeah, no, you weren't there, but the night Fox nope. was there and sheer terror was there and the green butterfly was on. And yes, this is where I wish we would have had it on video because when she, when, when sheer terror was trying the birdie bots, I mean the facial expression that she made. And I literally thought she was going to throw up all over the equipment because she got a vomit flavored one <laughs> twice. And I mean, it just totally messed her up. But then I know that uh, green hey. butterfly had a rough night after that too. And uh, didn't feel very good throughout the night. And so I thought, well, it was an experience, but uh, probably once in a lifetime, never going to do it again. And was it worth it? Yes. Okay, fair enough. But all I got to say for those of you who uh, felt sick after eating gross birdie bots, you sleep in the bed you make. That's all I, I know. I can it's say the about risk. That. It's like, you know, jumping out of a yeah. plane. Your parachute may or may not open. We don't know. But hey, it was a fun experience while it lasted. It was a great episode, too. I did listen to it way back in the day. So Thanks. it was good times, man. I, I kind of want to do something like that again, but it was a lot of work. I mean, the amount of time we put into that episode <laughs> was was excessive, but it was it was fun. I mean, we had a great time. Good party time. Nice. Yeah, dude. So there you go. Fun candy. What about while we're doing the whole Halloween thing? Oh, by the way, by the way, anything that we're saying here, what's what's your favorite, you know, candy, Halloween candy? What's your favorite Halloween costume that you've worn in the past? What's your favorite Halloween movie? All this stuff. You got to comment on the YouTube, you know, in the comments below or send us an email or something like that. I'd love to hear what they are because it it is fun. I, I love hearing all this stuff. So what about you, Captain? What was your favorite costume that you got to wear? In your life. I mean, yeah. Yeah. My favorite costume had to be uh, when I was 17, uh, I worked at a, uh, just for one night, we volunteered, uh, my friend and I, uh, at a uh, haunted house in Omaha, Nebraska. You know, one of those haunted house venues where you go and people jump out and scare you. Uh, I got to dress up as Freddy Krueger. Nice. And I was 17 years old and I was the best Freddy Krueger. And I just really got into it and they really wanted me to come back. And I was like, no, I'm not coming back. It was a lot of work. I mean, it was like three hours straight of just, you know, and <laughs> jumping out and saying Freddy ish things. And, yeah. and, uh, I mean, it was, it was a lot of work. I was very worked up after that. And, uh, yeah. So that was my favorite costume. It's awesome, dude. How about you? Uh, well, not Freddy Krueger. That, uh, I don't know. That whole idea kind of creeped me out a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> I got to dress up as a lot of fun things and, you know, in the past and, I, I mean, I had a lot of fun things, but I think the one that I just have to say is awesome because it became kind of my go-to thing. And of course, it's my favorite superhero was the shadow. I finally oh, yeah. was able to pull together the whole outfit, you know, and I would go all in. I mean, uh, a friend of mine actually had the silver gun props, so I'd use those and I had, I originally had the red scarf. I don't have that anymore, but you know, the fedora, I actually have two fedoras now that I could wear <laughs> for fun, you know, like, like you're walking around in a suit and stuff for something and just put the fedora on, you know, I mean, yeah. it's cool. It looks nice. It's hey, a, someday, it's nice and classy. Someday that's going to be, somebody is going to be back in style too. So well, I'm just you know, waiting it's interesting. for that to happen. So we had Antonio Centeno here on the show. It's been a couple of years ago as well. And he does mm-hmm. real men, real style, a lot of fashion stuff. And he talks about, you know, you shouldn't be wearing baseball cap or hats. He calls them caps, you know, <laughs> you know, as you're, you shouldn't be doing that, right? If you're going to be a real man, you got to be wearing Panama hats and fedoras. He talks about that. And oh, the yeah. other day, I saw this dude walk by, you know, sharp dressed man. I mean, he was like nice and he had a Panama style. Yeah. Yeah. He had a Panama hat on and I was like, dang man. I mean, nice. I mean, classy. Check check him out. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Check him out when he walked by. He must work out. So yeah, I, (laughs) 
<laughs> it was it was impressive, but there you go. So yes, the shadow has been my go-to, but I've had a lot of fun ones in the past, and uh, I don't know. I just I like it. And in fact, if you remember Rob Dog, who was on the show again a long time ago, some of you have like I, I keep telling you, Rob I Dog remember is. Rob Dog. I just I know wish you do. You'd come on again, yeah. Some of you do. Some of you don't know who he is, but he is a uh, gluten intolerant, and so he created a costume, and it was called Captain Glutard, and it had the. <laughs> you know, a wheat symbol for his logo. And then it crossed out, you know, like Ghostbusters, Glutard. Captain Glutard. And so that's our name for gluten intolerant or celiacs now or Glutards, which is awesome. We love our Glutard friends. My mom is celiac, you know, I know a lot of gluten intolerant, you know, so it's like, Hey, it's all, we're all, we're all loving people here. Glutard. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I'm so glad I'm not gluten intolerant yet. <sighs> yeah. I, I hope I don't ever get there, but I'm, mm-hmm. we'll see. So there you go, man. Good times, dude. Yeah. You got to dress up as Freddy Krueger though. All right. Well, we have, I mean, we have so many fun things we're going to do, but first, before we go any further, we've got to talk about Dune because my goodness gracious, it just came out. Whether you saw it in the theater, whether you subscribed to Max and saw it that way, whatever, whether you downloaded it illegally, I don't know however you watched it, but the point (laughs) is it's a great movie and we got to talk about it. So just so you know, non-spoilery, we're not giving anything away. So if you have right. not seen it yet, no worries. This is just one of those. Do we recommend you see the movie or not? Yes. Captain, yes. What and, are you thinking, Captain? Well, first of all, I recommend wholeheartedly that you see this movie, especially <laughs> if you're familiar with the Dune uh, story. Yeah. Uh, if you've read the book or if you have, you know, you're a fan of the old uh, David Lynch film from 84 uh, or, um, yeah, it, it th- this movie definitely caters to people who know the story um, because there are some things that uh, yeah, there there are some parts of the movie that might be a little confusing to other people. Uh, he, Villeneuve does not fully introduce all the side characters like Piter DeVries, for example. He's there. They just don't say who he is. But yeah, they uh, said his name once. I think oh, do they, okay. the Baron goes... Piter, and you're kind of like, oh, I mean, I knew who it was because I knew the actor. Yeah, but right, nobody knew him until probably three quarters of the way through the movie, and even then, it was very like subtle. But but as a portrayal of the original novel, it's really accurate. Uh, either way, it's a it's a great epic sci fi film. So that's me, my opening statement. Let me ask you a quick question though, because you know you look back at the '84 movie and they have the stained lips. Was that a David Lynch thing, or was that? I, I don't remember the book I, and I'm trying yeah. to remember if I've even read it. I thought I did, but maybe I didn't get very far. Was that part I've read of the, the book, book about three or four times, but it's been about a, I'd say 15 years or more since I read it last. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if the stained lips were a thing or not, but they had a bit of that with the, with the Mentat, uh, you know, with Thufur Hawat uh, in this movie. So it looked like a paint thing from it's like, not really a spoiler. It's like, it's not really a spoiler, Amidala, but, you know, no, it's not yeah. a spoiler at all. Well, Brian, I got to admit the first, when you, when the first thing you hear in the movie is a Mongolian throat singing, I knew I was in for something. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, my, my love for the band, the who H U the who, yeah. The Mongolian throat (laughs) singers. Uh, I don't know about their, their political beliefs because I do see pictures of, of things around them now that I'm like, Ooh, I don't know about that, but Hey, whatever the music is awesome. Uh, you're right. When that stuff came in and it, is it supposed to represent the Imperial forces that yeah, the, okay the sardaukar uh, imperial legions uh as you as you'll see later in the movie that's associated with them so okay and again it's no spoilers really it's part of the movie 
Yeah, yeah. That's not going to tell you anything. But by the time I was less than 30 minutes in, I had actually embarrassingly had tears of excitement on my cheeks. I wasn't crying. I wasn't sobbing. I was just so excited. My eyes were watering. And because I was just so blown away with Villeneuve's retelling of this epic story. Here I, I go again. Promised yeah, I would oh, it. It's so beautiful. Yeah, no, it, it was, it's kind of like that. I mean, it was, it was just, I didn't know what to expect. And it was so beyond my expectations. Yeah. Especially in the first half of the movie that nice. I was just, I was just, I haven't been that excited at a movie since like Avengers. So, well, I did not cry, but man, I was very like, wow, this is, this is good. So good to hear, man. Good to hear. Yeah. I, I, I think it's easily the best portrayal of Frank Herbert's uh, 1965 sci-fi novel, Dune, mm-hmm. which was the first of six novels in the series. Uh, my mother has read all six. I've only oh, read wow. the first three um, because <laughs> in, at, at, in the second half of the third book, it starts getting a little weird. That's what uh, I've heard. It, it actually gets really weird after the, uh, but the first two books are incredible. The first half of the third book is really good. After that, I just don't know. Um, but the, the, this, this movie uh, combined influences from Lynch's 84 classic and sci-fi channels, 2000 miniseries. But my favorite overall aspect of this iteration was, uh, is that it follows the novel pretty closely, much like sci-fi's 2000 version did. It was nice. the reason sci-fi did a mini series is because they, they really adhered to the novel, um, which isn't a horridly long novel, but it's, it's long enough. Um, and it doesn't take as much creative license as David Lynch did in 84. I mean, the, the Villeneuve's version, um, so, you know, David Lynch threw that whole weirding module thing in, which was cool, which by the way. Which was awesome, yes. But it was not even sort of in the book. I know, so, I know. Um, and so it, it also seems to have, uh, the, 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 this new version seems to have used the, some of the original cover art from the 60s and 70s uh, as a guide to some of the design elements in the, book, in the, in the movie. So... Cool. Well, you know that I wasn't a huge fan of the miniseries and and I got about halfway through. I think I tried it two or three different times to get Mm. through that. And I just, I couldn't do it. You know, and I've said this between the acting and the, you know, the the (laughs) zero to low. I mean, they had some budget, but it was low budget, you know, it was just really hard to do. I love the original 84 movie that they did, which I mean, it's cheesy. It's fun, but my goodness, this was one of those where I go, it's different enough from the 84 movie that it doesn't take away from that, you know, if, if you're a huge fan of that, that classic, let's call it a classic, you know, right. Air quotes. It, it, to me, it doesn't take anything away from that. It's, it's almost like a companion, but it does, like you said, a better job staying closer to the book and stuff like that, which I really like. And it was my goodness. It was epic. I mean, that's the best way to put it. It was just pure epic. The music, the everything about it, which I know we're going to get into in just a second. Well, actually you're going to, you're going to talk about that. I know, I know that because we were talking about the scale of the movie. It's just, wow. Yeah. The most stunning aspect of this film, especially that the, what, what really blasted me uh, when I first started watching it was the scale of the environments, you know, Villeneuve makes sure, you know, just how huge the ships, the sandworms, the environments of the year 10,191 are, this takes place 8,000 years in the future. And his design team really outdid themselves. I mean, it, and when you say that there was, it, it was kind of a companion to David Lynch's 84 film, it kind of, it, it is in, in a sense. It's like, it's like, it, it feels like the movie that Lynch might have done bigger. Yeah. Like way bigger and with a yeah. much better budget. Oh, yeah. And, and modern and modern effects and everything. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's just, it's just the ships are huge. 
yeah. the 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 architecture is huge, and yeah. I really appreciated that because in the books, that's all described that way. The books describe how how monolithic the scale of the architecture and the ships are. Yeah, um, but you never get that quite that scale, that sense of scale from the previous two iterations of this movie. So no, because you couldn't. That's the thing is that they they tried. I mean, you you got a scale from you know the guild ships. Uh, but in this one, it's like, well, I mean, it, it blows my mind. You know, when they, when they yeah. show it in orbit around the planet, you're yes, just going, they're looking up, cow. they're looking up in the sky in the yeah. daytime and they see a guild highliner oh up gosh. there. And it's just like, that is the best possible portrayal yeah. of that. They could have shown. Yeah. Uh, well, it just gives me, it makes me shiver. I've seen it twice already. <laughs> oh, you and did? It still oh, makes nice. me shiver. So how good it was. And also I think that the, the soundtrack was epic in proportion too. And it fit to me. It fit the movie very, very well, except, yes. and I know, I think we agree on this one too, is that it's not the kind of Hans Zimmer work that you're going to go listen to outside of the movie and be like, wow, that's just, you know, like time right. from inception or, you know, yes. Pirates of the Caribbean or some of the other ones that he's done, you know, you just go, wow, I just want to listen to this over and over. I don't know if I'd want to listen to the soundtrack, but it really enhanced the movie perfectly. I thought. Yes, I, I agree. Hans, Hans Zimmer's soundtrack was awesome, uh, though I, I, I agree with you that it was not his best effort, in my opinion. Yeah. Some aspects of it were ten out of ten. Like, like some of the, especially again in the fir- first half of the movie, for some reason everything really clicked. The second half of the movie was great, but the first half is what blows you away. Yeah. And and I mean, some aspects of his score were just bang on, just just unique and. And just, wow, he went there and, but others, others felt more like seven out of 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. So overall, I, I cannot recommend this movie enough to anybody. Uh, if you, if you're a sci-fi fan, please see this film. Mm-hmm. If you're a Dune fan, you must see this film. Um, <laughs> and, and if you, if you don't know anything about Dune, see it and then kind of look at, look at the, the kind of look a few things up online to see, you know, what you might've had questions about or something like that. Cause again, Villeneuve does not fully, even though he takes his time, this is the first of two movies, by the way, uh, he doesn't fully uh, explain everything in quite so much detail as like the sci-fi miniseries did. Yeah. Uh, because that was like, I don't remember four episodes, something like that. Uh, maybe three episodes, which were all, were all three were really long, but uh, mm-hmm. so he doesn't, he doesn't have quite the time, even with two parts to explain every little detail. But uh, if you're a, fa- if you're, if you're familiar with the story and you've seen the first, you know, at least David Lynch's movie and you've read the book, especially um, you're going to, this is a complete treat. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. You know, and I got to say too, that the actors were chosen very well. I was very impressed with, you know, who, who they chose, how mm-hmm. they fit for the most part. I think they all did a really, really great job. Um, yeah. You mentioned something to me when we were, we were gaming and you were saying that, you know, uh, the woman that plays Jessica is very weepy and I went oh, yeah. back and was like, I just, I'm curious about this. And I was scanning through some of her scenes from the 84 movie and she mm-hmm. was, she was weepy through that too. So I don't know if that was, yeah. well, I was, a I was little. surprised actually. Cause I just went through that last night and I was like, oh wow, that's more than even I remember. Um, yeah, Fr- it was- Francesca, Francesca Annis plays Jessica in the, in the 84 yeah. version and she, and, and there are parts, you know, she, she cried. I mean, she, she cries, but mm-hmm. I just felt like this, uh, this actress, what was her name? I, I forget the name of the actress who plays Jessica in this, in this, it'll come uh, to me of course, well, after we're done with the yeah. show. I thought, yeah, she, 
she, I thought she overacted. I thought she, okay. Yeah. She, (laughs) I thought she overacted it a little bit on a couple parts, but that didn't, I mean, she was, she did a fantastic performance. It just didn't feel very, Bene Gesserit to me. I don't know. Well, and, but again, and now I'm getting into lore. So. No, and again, I went back to that '84 movie, and it was the same thing. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't feel very Bene Gesserit either until the yeah. end. But it it is like, is that part of her development on purpose? I don't know. But it is one yeah. of those where you kind of go, yeah, Bene Gesserit with this kind of training should not be quite so emotional all the time. Emotionally unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. And so but, that, but emotionally again, that, unhinged. That's great. We're we're just going off on details right now. That that in no yeah. way detracts. If if anything, it, it it enhances the movie somewhat because she Look does a masterful talking. performance. Oh yeah, so, and I mean they're yeah. all good. The guy that plays Paul, it's the first time I've ever seen him. I don't even remember his name, but it's one of those that I went, wow, yeah, like, this him. was this was a great great casting. The guy that plays Stilgar is perfect. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, awesome. Jason Momoa as Duncan. Oh my gosh, I mean, it's good enough. It's fantastic. I mean, Thanos plays Gurney. <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> oh that that's who that was yeah oh. that was the guy who played Thanos that's yeah, right Bolin. I thought I recognized him yeah <laughs> well and you hear his voice and you're like oh my gosh it just sounds yeah, like Thanos. Thanos I mean it was that Thanos <laughs> voice too I mean he has different inflections but he's when he starts talking you're kind of like dang that's Thanos anyway good times it's amazing I'm glad yeah. it's a two-parter yes. now they've delayed this movie so much that I really hope it's not 2025 when the next part comes out. You know, it's one of those. Okay. You've delayed so far. You should have had the second movie completely filmed by now and edited and produced and ready because it's already been what two years delayed. So I hope it's next year. I think it will be because I'm pretty sure I I think they filmed the whole thing at once and then they're just released it in two parts because to do it all in one part would have just been too long. I agree with that. um, It's a four hour movie. I'd love for them to, to, to pull a matrix uh, two and three on us and uh, just throw the next part in next month, like for Christmas or something. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what that, we'll see what happens. I agree. All right. Well, really quickly, I want to talk about lock and key season two came out on f- last Friday as well. And I mean, to me, it feels very Halloweeny as well. So it's kind of one of those like, yeah. Oh yeah, this is a good time to be watching this. And I'm kind of disappointed yes. that they released it so late in the month, Would have been nice if it was a little earlier. Only, in fact, I haven't even finished the first episode because when I got in, I thought, okay, cool. You know, 40 something minute episode like usual. Nope. It's a full hour. Didn't plan for that. So I've got, you know, another 20 minutes left or whatever. (laughs) Regardless, um, I'm very impressed so far and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, but you know, it's only one episode, so we'll see. But what did you think of the first one? I, that's pretty much what I thought. It it, okay. it 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 looked really great. Uh, I did see the whole episode. It's it's not quite as enchanting as the first season yet. I mean, the first yeah. season was right out the bat, really enchanting and mysterious and everything. But now, I mean, naturally, they're starting in a second season, and uh, I mean, it just it they can't have quite the same mystery uh, right out the box. Um, but but it's fun to see all the characters that you grew to love from the first season back. I'm I'm happy that the the kid. Uh, what's his name? Odie. <laughs> Odie. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that the actor who plays him does not look like a teenager yet. He still looks like a little kid with his head's too big, you know, high voice uh, and yeah, high yeah. voice. He hasn't hit puberty yet. So that's awesome. I mean, all it, so the, the actors haven't aged unduly. I'm just um, glad they brought everybody yeah. back because you know, with the COVID stuff and a lot of people were leaving shows and saying, ah, I don't want to do that. And it's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> so thankfully yeah. we got the whole cast back. And uh, it should be fun. We'll see what happens. I mean, one way or the other, it's going to be a good time. Yep. I'm looking looking forward to that. All right. Well, let's continue on with some uh, fun little Halloween-y treats here. We've got a Halloween origin. We've been doing that October-themed origin 
this whole month actually, which I appreciate. And I figured this yeah. one, yeah, you know, it, it's a couple of days. So give us what, what you got, what you got. So guess what today's origin is, Brian? Uh, I'm assuming it's something to do with like, I don't know, a ghost or something. Halloween. Oh, Hey, it, it well, there is we go. Halloween. That, that's our origin. The origin of Halloween, the, like the holiday. Uh, this is a fairly long origin, so bear with me, but it's really interesting. Um, so I got all this from history.com if you want to read more. Uh, Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of, of it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. It looks like Samhain, but it's mm-hmm. pronounced Sowen. Huh, uh, so, the, so the ancient Celtic festival, Sowen. The Celts who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France, celebrated their new year in November 1st. I didn't know that. So this day marked the end of summer and the harvest, of course, and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of the year that was often associated with human death. Uh, the Celts believed that on the night before the new year, uh, October 31st, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead become blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Sowen, uh, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or the Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. For a people entirely dependent on, uh, an, on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. To commemorate the event, the Druids, the priests, built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and, why would they burn their crops? And animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. Uh, during the celebration, the Celts wore costumes typically consisting of animal heads and skins and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. Now, by 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory. Uh, In the course of the next 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin, my favorites, were combined with the... My favorite, uh, with the traditional Celtic celebration of Sowen. The first was Feralia a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second day, again, interesting, this is the same time of year, totally separate cultures. Uh, the second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. Hmm. The, the symbol of Pomona is the apple and the incorporation of this celebration into Sowen probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that was later practiced on <sighs> Halloween. Interesting. Yeah. So on May 13th, 609 AD, Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Pantheon in Rome, the, you know, the, the architecture, uh, the Pantheon uh, in honor of all Christian martyrs and the Catholic feast of all martyrs day was established in the Western church. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. Now, by the ninth century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands, of course, uh, where it gradually blended with and uh, supplanted other Celtic rites. In 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Saints Day as a day to honor the dead. Uh, It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the dead, so on, uh, with a related church-sanctioned holiday. Now, All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Sowen with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. Hmm. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Halomas. And the night before it, the traditional night of Sowen in the the Celtic region uh, religion uh, began to be called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. Hmm. So now... 
so that's where Halloween came from. Now, Halloween yeah. in America, the, the, the holiday that we celebrate these days, um, the, the way it came to America was, uh, it, it was, it was extremely limited in the, in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant, you know, uh, uh belief systems there at the yeah. time. Uh, but Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the Southern colonies, uh, as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the native Americans meshed a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance, and sing. Colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief-making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, uh, so just another you know, 100, 150 years ago, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing the potato famine, helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. Interesting. Now, incidentally, and this is short, the, tr- the history of trick-or-treating is that uh, it was borrowing from European traditions. Americans uh, began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, uh, practice that eventually became today's trick-or-treat tradition. Young women believed that on Halloween, they could divin the name and or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple pairings, or mirrors. Interesting, man. Yeah. So That's there you cool. go. Ah, thank you for that origin. I appreciate that. That was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how it really kind of morphed throughout the, the centuries almost, you know, as well, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. Nice. All right. Well, uh, continuing on with our little festivities here. We decided this week that we would change up instead of doing our 60s and before finishing up the decade of our favorite movies. We talk about, wait a minute. What about our favorite Halloween movies? <laughs> Dude. I mean, or yeah, let's, let's go with this Halloween movies, you know, uh, horror movies, October themed movies, that kind of thing, you know, whatever. Now I was thinking, okay, I, I'm not a big horror person. As you know, I don't watch right. much of that. I've never even seen the movie Halloween. I don't really want to. And I know yeah. you're not into that as much either. So I thought we need to call on the services of Lord Thunder, who <laughs> pretty much is a horror expert. I wanted to mention his list first because yeah, I feel like, you know, someone somewhere is going to say, dude, man, where's all the horror, bro? His first one is Scream 1996. The original That's a, good one. a Nightmare on Elm Street. The Shining. Yes. Child's Play. Also the original. Ghostbusters, which of course, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we have those on our list too. Oh, complete, yeah. uh, the original Carrie from 1976, the exorcist mm-hmm. from 1973, the craft 1996, the nightmare before Christmas and a new one us, which looked interesting. Yeah. Cause I used to see those previews in the theater a couple of years ago. And, and you know, they, pl- I think they played that us preview every single movie, no matter what you'd walk in and be like, <laughs> You know, and I was like, I don't know if I want to see that. That, that kind of creeps me out. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. There's there's Lord Wuss. Thunder's <laughs> Halloween <laughs> scary movies for you. Captain, how about yours? I only have a few. So uh, number one, number one. Well, I'm going to go from I have four. So four to one. I'm going to go. Number four is The Thing from 1982. Oh, uh, yeah. John Carpenter. Just it's tied with polter, poltergeist for my favorite horror films of all time. Okay. Number three is poltergeist uh, from 1982 as well. So those came out in the same year. Hmm. Um, number two is ghostbusters. Come on. Oh yeah. Come on. Oh yeah. And number one, number one is it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh yeah. 
from 1966. It's such, such a, good a good, movie. such a good movie. I need, yeah. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Because I mean, it's so fun. It really is, man. It really is. I've got it on my list now, to watch here this weekend. I just want to bring up four, uh, four honorable mentions. E.T. the extraterrestrial that see the reason that's a good oh, Halloween yeah. film is because it takes place during Halloween. It does. Um, oh, like, I forgot about yeah. that. Great go, call. Go trick or treating. Uh, the witches of Eastwick, uh, from the eighties, yeah, yep. uh, with, uh, Jack Nicholson. That was really good. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh yeah. With Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, and Keanu Reeves. All of those guys were in that movie. There so, you go. Yeah. Very Here's nice, man. Good list. Good list. Yeah. I, mine are October traditions. I've got a combination of Halloween and October traditions, but my first one, and again, I'm going down the list and this one is actually going to be in my top would be the Harry Potter and I'm going for all the movies. Of course, I'm a big fan of the first two chamber of secrets. You know, I just love that one. It feels very, both of them feel kind of Halloweeny. You know, I think they did a lot more with that festivity kind of thing during that time, but I love the Harry Potter movies. And I mentioned, you know, the episode that we did and also just a lot of cool traditions and also, you know, I'm drinking this, this Moonster milk here thing, but, um, you know, it sounds good right now is a butterbeer. Mm, yes. You know, you I, didn't get you know, a chance to try that when we made those. Yeah. And, and, They're good. and, you know, I, since then I've looked up various recipes for butterbeer and none of them look quite right. Yeah. We what did a pretty it? dang What's good so job. What's so magic about that? It, okay. So yeah. it turned out pretty good. I mean, I would, but, uh, although I've looked up a couple of other ones recently that are less sugary and a little more, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to try them out though. That'll be fun. Actually, yeah. that's a, that's a good one. Batman for me, the 1980, well, honestly, any Batman feels, you know, kind of Halloweeny and stuff, yeah. but that 1989 Tim Burton Batman, I mean, it's just, it embodies dressing up like a superhero and just going out and fighting crime in the dark streets of <laughs> Gotham. You know, I mean, it's awesome, right? It's a tradition. By the way, I watch Harry Potter every year. It's usually in the background. I watch Batman every year, usually in the background. Mm. You know, I've seen the movies enough. I don't need to like sit down and just watch them, but it's like almost listening to them brings joy this time of year. And it's a lot of fun, but I'll yeah. even watch Batman begins in dark night as kind of a Halloween, October tradition as well. And of course, number three is Ghostbusters. I mean, Hello. Come on, right? I mean, come on, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's the great pumpkin. Charlie Brown is exact. That that's another one in there. It, it is awesome. Yep. And like I said, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. And one that just got added to the list this year is Hubie Halloween, which came out last year. It's that <laughs> we, new Adam that we Sandler. That last year, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it it's you know what I like about it is you know how people make Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. It's yep. that it's that thing where they made a Halloween movie kind of like a Christmas movie. Right. And it was intended that way. It's so fun. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's just a happy movie and it's, it's going to be a new tradition either way. Number six. And this one, it's not really Halloweeny, but for whatever reason, it just reminds me of this time of year is mystery men. Uh, But it's again, it's that kind of Batman themed style. Psycho goes in at number seven. That's a good one, man. Yeah, that's a good horror and actually a horror that I like, but it's more psychology or uh, psychological, which is great. And then uh, my last one would be the nightmare before Christmas, which also kind of gets you in the mood for Christmas too. It's kind of totally, a combo. Yeah. It sets you up for it. Cause that's yeah, right. you know, I mean, it's, 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 it, you totally right. It's, it's a hybrid Halloween Christmas movie. So, yeah, you know, you could argue the same thing with Batman returns when Catwoman, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, because it's kind of Halloweeny, but then it moves into yeah. Christmas time. And so you could argue that those two movies get you in the mood for the Christmas season. There you go. It's in kind of a bizarre way, but yeah. Well, anyway, 
I would love to hear your Halloween movies, what you like. And again, if you're on YouTube, put them in the comments below. We'd love to see them. But of course, email me too and you know, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, hey, you know, maybe there's some movies we hadn't even thought about. I would, I would appreciate that. I'm sure there were. Yeah. It's Please send them. Now, I'm thinking that you probably want to, you know, enjoy, be safe on Halloween. And of course here, this is a tradition every year is that it gets cold on Halloween. (laughs) Usually it it might precipitate, maybe it'll snow. And so everybody goes out and they're freezing, you know, and they're trick-or-treating, but you know, throw on a little Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr., maybe some Monster Mash, you know, um, Thriller, have some fun. Think of the candy you'll get. Just go out, go out in the cold. I mean, wait, but that's the thing though. How many, I mean, how many houses still do old school trick-or-treating is, I mean, I I feel like it's a, it's a dying tradition. I wonder how they're doing it this year. Last year they did some stuff where it was like safe trick-or-treating with COVID. And Uh I don't know. They had like the Goonies contraption where like somebody pushes a button and all these little gears and stuff go. And then the candy goes sliding down this chute and (laughs) pops into their bag or something. You know, it's like, sweet. I that's clever. Somebody's done that. And I'd love to see a, a video of that, but I don't really know what people are doing these days. I mean, are they coughing on the candy and then giving it to them or, I don't know. See, cause I, we live in a, we live in a very suburban old neighborhood in Des Moines and yeah. uh, no trick or treaters in our neighborhood past Halloween's we've been here. So we just don't yeah. bother. I have not done trick or treating in years. I mean, I think it's been since I was a kid and, and I grew up in Phoenix, you know, so it was like we would, it was a beautiful night. It was finally when the weather was cooling off and you'd go out and it was just always a, a nice time and, a, and everybody was out too. It was just neighborhood filled with kids, you know? And then yes. it was happening, you know, when I was in high school and stuff like that. But no, for whatever reason, in our particular neighborhood, we don't get trick-or-treaters here either. We did yeah. when we we moved into a house, you know, for a few years and we did get some there. Um, but yeah, not not here, which I mean, I'm okay with that, to be honest. It's more of I just want to go out and enjoy the the night and or maybe stay home. I don't even know what we're going to do. Actually, I have no clue. Maybe we'll just stay home and game. It is Sunday. There you go. Yeah. So we'll be playing World of Warcraft or something. <laughs> totally. Anyway, you know, we will actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this. We wanted to do just kind of a shorter Halloween themed episode. Have a little good time here. Uh, oh my gosh, you know, so many fun things. But next week, what we're going to be doing is getting back to the final week of our decades of movies. We're going to hit the 60s and earlier. And as I was going through them, I was realizing I've got a few from the 60s, but I'm like, oh, I've got some from the 50s. And man, there's some in the 40s and the 30s that I like. And then there's a lot that I've never seen or I saw and I didn't like. So a lot, it'll be interesting to to go through yeah. those next week, but we're having fun on video. Once again, youtube.com slash the real Brian, go there, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. If you like it, like the, you know, put the thumbs up thing. If you don't like it, it's okay. It's okay, man. This, this show isn't for everybody, but here's your, <laughs> here's your homework. Go tell 10 friends and family about this show. <laughs> because there's a special place in heaven for someone like you. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. I'll bet if aliens have their own version of Halloween, it probably involves dressing up as humans. When they go door to door, instead of saying trick or treat, they pull a gun on their neighbors and then take a dump on their front lawn before running away screaming. You know what the music means. It is time to go. But thank you. Thank you for joining us. It has been an honor to hang out with you. I do hope you have a safe rest of your October. It's Sci-Fi November next week, so we're going to get into that and have a great time. I'm so excited. All right. Well, enjoy. RealBrianShow.com. Real Brian Show is signing off. 
The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.